morning. Are we ready to worship the Lord this morning? Woo! Amen. Good morning, everyone tuning in online. We just went, so people will begin to join in there. We're going to worship the Lord this morning, and um, we should worship Him every morning, every evening. And But we're going to do that corporately this morning and, and invite His presence. And So let's go to Him in prayer. Heavenly Father, we invite you into this moment, God. We invite you into our lives where we can open up and receive from you, God, um, and give to you what you're due. Lord, as we have this time of praise and worship, we desire that uh, we could think about and contemplate and um, sing to you the, the goodness, your goodness, God, of the things that you do, the, the, the person, the, the deity, the God that you are for us. God, Almighty God, Father, in that we come to you also for strength and guidance, and uh, we need a touch from you, Lord, in um, your direction. So we just pray you would really um, fill us with your presence, fill us with your spirit this morning as we worship you, because um, we do need a touch in Jesus' name. Amen. We in tune this morning. Mm. Amen. Isn't his grace good? Is it amazing? This is a man. 
Jesus, I sing for all that you've done for me. Worthy is the Lamb who was slain. Worthy is the King who conquered the grave. Worthy is the Lamb who was slain. Worthy is the King who conquered the grave. week in, in service, we heard about God's amazing grace in the life of Stephen and Olena and, and how God met both of them, brought them together, brought us, brought them here to us to be part of our family. I hope that encouraged you to think about God's amazing grace in your life. And I also want to encourage you to let that bring up your story. What's your story? What's, what's the story that God's amazing grace found you called you and kept you see because god's amazing grace has, has called all of us now there are some people who who maybe it's you who really walked with god your whole life i mean the older i get the, the more i feel that i've walked with god my whole life because i got saved at 15 years old now before that i had i was you know already doing you know drugs and, and drinking and got got arrested and doing these things and but I've been uh, saved a long time. Maybe you grew up in church and never really had a rebellious moment. You know, God's grace is on that. Your story, if that's you, that God has kept you, is such a good testimony of God's keeping power. You know, something awesome about God's keeping power. That encourages us that, that now that we're his, he can keep us. What's your story of, of amazing grace? Why don't you be really saying, God, help me to remember what it is, because that also helps us to give him glory and thank him that he he saved us. He pulled us out of the miry clay. He wrote our names in the Lamb's book of life and he made our lives different and he gave us a future and a hope that's secure and sure. Amen. <laughs> These times we need to. Say, Lord, I want to see it.
Sing holy with me.
Jesus, Lord and Savior. 
we receive you and all that you are and want to be in our lives. God, you are my refuge, and I need a refuge. God, I know that someday you'll wipe away every tear, but even now, you come so often and wipe away those tears, giving us a glimpse of what it's going to be. God, I thank you that you can be the father for the orphan. And peace. God, peace in times like that we're living that are madness. So that you would bring comfort in our sense. God, this morning, as we sing those lyrics, we receive you because you are all of this and more. God, we need you. I just want to encourage you to lift your hands and receive that and cry out and say, God, I need that. I need you. God, come. Come into my circumstances this morning. I invite you. I get out of your way for you to come and have your way and to do the work that only you can do, God. God, forgive us for looking in the wrong places looking to fill our needs and looking to bring joy and happiness in our own pursuits. God, our pursuit sometimes of money or material possessions. God, our, pursu our pursuit in, in entertainment and fun. God, our, our pursuit in alcohol and drugs. God, even in health and exercise. God, Help us to find it in you because you're truly the only place. Come into our lives, God. Make us new creations set apart, filled with the Holy Spirit, walking in the Spirit with the fruit of the Spirit as the fruit of our lives. But God, just this morning, even just get us through today. Right now, I just pray for everyone in here, those that are struggling and having a difficult time. I just ask God that you would touch each one. Bring your peace, your comfort. God, I pray for provision where provision is needed. I pray for health where health is needed. And eyes that would see you in our storm. Open the eyes of our heart to see you high and lifted up. As Isaiah said, I see the Lord high and lifted up as the train of his robe fills the temple with glory. Hallelujah. I thank you that we serve a risen king. God is not dead. Lord, and we praise you in Jesus' name. And everyone says, Amen. Amen. Greet or wave to somebody by you and love one another. And
Can you hear me now? Oh. <laughs> well, good morning, Journey Church. <laughs> it's so beautiful. What a wonderful morning. It's a little chilly, but it's good. Um, that's disgusting. All right. Well, I think um, most of the junior high kids have already gone. But just as a quick heads up, um, we have started the junior high uh, ministry or teachings on Sundays. Um, so they will be happening back in the IYG Cafe. So if you have any junior high students, so 6th, 7th, and 8th grade, right after worship, they can head back and they're going to be learning about the word. So, And if there's some high school students that want to go because they can. They can do that, too. Um, but we encourage them to be in here. So an, a couple announcements that I have for you guys. One is you'll notice if you came in, there's all these, like, random bags at the end of the hallway. Um, somebody just donated a bunch of food and supplies and stuff like that. So if you need anything, um, go check it out. That way it's not sitting there at the end of the hallway forever. <laughs> so, um, yeah, please check that out after service. Um, and speaking of after service, Today is our annual church business meeting. Woohoo! <laughs> so if you are a church member and can um, join us for that, we do have lunch provided. Um, and then I think for those of you guys online, you should have received an email from Pastor Rob, right, for the Zoom link. So you can also join us there. And um, yeah, we're just going to go over what's gone on in this past year and what we're looking forward to in the future, right? There's hope in the future. That's what I'm looking forward to. <coughs> um, and so, yeah, so that'll be happening afterwards. And then I did want to just let you guys know, there is this thing, it's called Breathe Movement Prayer. And um, it's by Holy Ground. And there's some flyers in the back. So basically, um, this is just an opportunity for you to, um, it's like meditation and scripture and stretching and all that kind of stuff. And so um, just wanted to let you guys know that this is available for you guys. So there are flyers in the back. Susie? Men are also welcome. So just see stretching. <laughs> That's the extent of my stretching. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, if you want to take advantage of that, there's flyers in the back. Um, another cool thing is that um, on March 14th, uh, which is a Sunday, Robert and Julie Parley, who used to be our worship leaders, are going to be in town visiting us. So we're super excited to have them here, and then um, we wanted to just get together afterwards. And we're not going to do a potluck, but if you would like to bring, like, a sack lunch, it would be like you're back in school again, um, <laughs> we encourage you to do that. <coughs> Even if you don't know who they are, we would encourage you to come out. That way we can just fellowship together and be together. Um, I feel like I'm missing something. That's right, Julie's daughter, who also was an active participant within the Journey Church, is getting married the week after. So, yeah, <coughs> so we're super excited for them. Um, so I think that's all the announcements. I'm so sorry if I forgot something. Um, yeah, I think that's it. So <laughs> we're just going to move into our time of uh, tithes and offerings. And I just wanted to remind us of the challenge from last week. I'm going to pretend like I'm at youth group today and ask somebody if you remembered what my challenge was from last week for tithing. Okay. Yeah, be like Nike, just do it. Um, 
my challenge for you guys was to be purposeful in our tithing and to remember that when we tithe, we're giving into the different ministries here at the here at the Journey Church, and that when you give, to be praying for those specific ministries because we want to be fruitful here. We don't want to just go through the motions and say, okay, Lord, you told me to do this, but how can we be fruitful in our giving and in our prayers and allow this church body to grow and expand and to reach the world so that we can tell them about who Jesus is? good to be together today uh, to worship and to have this time and uh, for us to be together for our business meeting after service and um, for those that are members um, that aren't here if you didn't get a link for whatever reason either via text or via email um, text somebody including me and then I'll, I'll check it after service don't call me okay don't call me my phone's going to ring, right? Someone's going to, that'll be fun. But you can text me, it'll still beep. And we'll make sure we get a link out to you for the Zoom meeting for those that are members. And, um, you, and if you're here already, you're welcome to stay for the meeting. If you're not a member, that's fine. Um, and we're just not broadcasting the meeting up to like Facebook and stuff like that. Again, right after service, we're going to have sandwiches and things. So um, the goal is to start hopefully around 1130 and be done at 1230. Who would like that? Who has faith? Not, not many of you. The rest of you have been to a business meeting before. <laughs> anyway, but no, we're really going to try to get out, uh, you, know, just, you know, just kind of talk about things quickly. Um, but of course, if there's things that people need to discuss, um, we'll hang on for that. And, and I don't know if you've paid attention, but we don't do the business meeting at the end of January anymore, um, partly because it's hard to get the, the, 
the, the financials and things all done. But the real reason is because occasionally it was too close to Super Bowl or on Super Bowl, and we would lose half of our people for the meeting just because it was Super Bowl. <laughs> Amen. But today's not. Hey, we are um, going to continue this morning in our series on virtues. And, um, you know, we, we've covered love. We've covered um, kindness. We've covered uh, humility. We've covered self-control. And I have this in my notes. Anyone else? Courage. courage. Thank you. I'm like, there's one other courage. And this morning, we're talking about patience. And, and of all the statements that we know about virtues, this is the one that probably everyone would have said, patience is a virtue, right? That's the one we've actually heard our entire lives. So you know why I waited so long to do it? Because I had patience. <laughs> and we're going to work and talk about patience this morning too. Hey, um, because, and what that is and what that sh- can and should look like in the believer's life. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, um, we just come to you this morning and ask that you would bless the word, help it to be alive as we read passages and and study it. God, I pray that it would also just give us a hunger to see the the depth and life that is available that you've written for us, God, um, to encourage us, to uh, help us to to walk um, uprightly, God, to learn that you want to live in us and through us. So, Father, we, we talk about patience this morning. I pray that, um, y- that your words would come forth, God, and that you would just help us to grow in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I've got a number of uh, uh, passages and scriptures this morning that we want to do. And as we start, um, as I'm looking, we're, we're turning in our Bibles to James. James, which is right after Hebrews. And so now let's see how many people can multitask. And does anyone want to give a shot at last week's memory verse besides Stephen? <laughs> no, that was, that was, that's right. That was with Mickey. Jesus wept. That was a few weeks ago. Rome. Okay, I'll give it. It was in Romans. Elise? Awesome. Romans 8.28. We know that all, God works all things for the good for those who love him and are called according to his purpose, depending on the version you're reading. That was last week's scripture, and, um, and we're, we're memorizing the scripture every week. This week, I have an, an interesting, a little obscure scripture, but it's part of my message, so we'll get there. Uh, when, when we get there, we'll work on that. It's, it's only about seven words. So, so again, kind of give you a, a little break, but keep these going. Um, you know, keep memorizing them. Uh, we want to hide the word in our heart. Sounds like a scripture, doesn't it? Anyone know that one? Psalm 119? Amen. That's it. That's it. We even have a King James memory verse there. Woo! Some of, these, you know, some of you have these verses in your you know, childhood, and so they're going to come out in King James. That's great. And, and it doesn't matter the version as long as it means something to you. I've hidden my word, your word in my heart that I may not sin against you. And uh, so that's why we're memorizing the word. And because we want to hide it in, in our heart. Um, because um, I heard that thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. 
right? You already know some of these scriptures. We'll probably do those later and give you a break that week. Um, but but that's, that's why we're memorizing scriptures. So this morning we're in James chapter 1, and I could probably have uh, Susie and, and Mickey quote this because a few years ago, I don't know if they still remembered, I believe they measure, memorized the entire book of James. Is that awesome? That's awesome. You go, man, that is really cool. Now, and Susie goes, there's no way. There's no way that I could do that. Actually, some of you, some, not, maybe not everyone could, but I think a lot of you could. Actors, actresses, memorize all of their lines, right? You, you memorize entire chapters if you want. Um, you can, if you put it to music, songs, right? How many songs do you know, not just like parts, but you actually know all the words to songs? So you could do that. Um, th- that was awesome when I t- they said, oh, man, the whole book of James. Now, I bet you, though, if we started picking random verses out, like, okay, yeah, well, what's, what's you know, 312? Or, you know, they'd go, I don't know, but if I start at one, I'll get all the way there, and I'll, I'll get it. Okay, and that's okay, too. Yeah, man, we're going to get our, anyways, I'm having way too much fun to get into the word. James chapter 1. Um, James is the book of wisdom or Proverbs of the New Testament. Um, there's not a lot of theology in James. It's, it's James um, talking about really what it looks like, what life is like, what uh, living godness looks like. Um, now, this is awesome. We believe James is the brother of Jesus. Now, that is history. There's no reason to doubt it. But here's the fun part. James doesn't go, hey, I'm the brother of Jesus. In fact, he starts his letter off this way. James, a bondservant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the 12 tribes which are scattered abroad. So he's just saying he's a servant of God, just like we are. And he starts, and we're just going to go to uh, 8. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. But let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith without doubting, for he who doubts is like a wave of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind. For let uh, not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways." I mean, the whole book of James is, is just great. You just keep reading. It's just a, we can just read it and probably say amen. It's a wonderful book. I encourage you to, this is a great book to just have a nice devotional in and read it. But um, so this first, this first section uh, hits on a number of things, and we're going to just pull one of them out as we skim just some of the other parts, and that's patience. So we, we want to talk about what this patience is and, and, and what it looks like in the believer's life and how we can get it. Um, and he's talking about, interesting, in this, this section here, it says that we're supposed to count it joy when we fall into various trials. Now, I don't have to do it. I, I do that a lot here as I raise your hand. I don't have to do that to say, has anyone ever been in a trial? Because every hand will go up. Now, some of you are like, well, I've never been convicted, just been at a trial. And I'm not talking about that kind of trial. But um, we've all fallen into various trials. We've had difficulties. That's all of us. But what all of us don't do necessarily is count it all joy. We're actually supposed to count it joy when we fall in trials. But we're not counting it joy because the trial is so fun. Okay? And there's a teaching out there that 
I, I, I think it's not a huge thing to disagree with, but I'm like, I disagree with it that you have to actually think it's fun to have a trial. That's not it. It's joy because you know what, well, in this section, there's a number of things that happen, but in this section, it tells us one of the things that happens, that the testing of our faith through the trial produces patience. Well, patience is a good thing. Patience is a virtue. We, we want to have patience, and, and after today, I hope we understand a little bit more what patience looks like. We want to be patient people. We want to walk with patience. We want to have the fruit of the Spirit, which is love, joy, peace, patience. So it's something that we can work at, but it's also something that the Spirit produces in us. And again, so many things in our lives is this dichotomy or this both. There's us, and there's also the Spirit of God. We work in tandem. Uh, we can do things that will help produce patience, and then also as we yield to the Spirit and He lives through us, He will also produce patience in our life. And so uh, trials that we go through, um, the reason it's joy is because like, okay, it's, gonna, it's joy because something is good is going to come out of this. In fact, I swore I heard that last week, that God works all things for the good for those who love Him. And we saw, we see the story of, of Stephen's testimony that, you know, there was things that God was doing in the midst of the tragedy, in the midst of the difficulties you're going through today. And, and this message is for me today. So often I'm preaching to myself because I go through trials. I have difficult days. I have difficult weeks. Um, and, and I need to hang on to God myself. There's times I get up here and going, I'm preaching a message that I'm struggling getting a hold of myself. That doesn't make it not true. It just makes me human. See, somebody's calling. <laughs> and so it's a struggle sometimes, but, but I want to have that patience when the trials come. I want to receive them with joy because I, I have to remember and we have to remind ourselves, God is at work in and through this situation if I let him. And he will bring something out of it that I can't see yet. And, and that thing is, is, is the, 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 the good that he works through our trials, through all things, Romans 8, 28, um, and James here, the things that he's working out, we don't always see tomorrow or even next week. Sometimes I've, I've heard testimonies of people um, who, who saw him 10 or 20 years later and, and it actually was even a blessing for them. Um, I remember talking to one person who had really just a, a, a tragic death of a child. And they never really saw anything good. And then one day, so it, was, it was nearly 20 years later, they were sitting on a park bench and just struck up a conversation with someone. And the person happened to have been going through the loss and the death of a child. And they were able to relate and minister and offer hope in a way that, I, I, you know, I, I probably believe, I believe that this person, a lot of good had already come out and they just hadn't recognized it. But that day, as they shared their story and got to pray with somebody for peace, they said, I, I saw it. And that's the way life is sometimes. And, and because we're human and we don't always see the things that we're supposed to, like sometimes we don't see the, the blessing of our spouse. We take them for granted. So we don't always see the things. I think some people die without ever seeing the good that actually happened. My, my prayer for you and me is that we won't wait that long. Don't say, God, open my eyes. I want to see it. 
But we have to have faith and patience that God will work these things out. So that's, that can bring us joy, saying, okay, God, you're going to bring something good. Who's ever started working out or losing weight? You know, I know there's few of us in here losing weight right now, and I'm so proud of one of them. Go, go. <laughs> and, and, you know, it's like you, 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 you do things, and if you're working out, you, you start seeing your muscles, or you see things trimmed down, or you see your, your numbers change if you're losing weight, if you've got high cholesterol. Or, and that's, that's a good thing. That's, that's okay. It's not that doesn't make running or exercising fun. Some of you are sick, and you actually like exercise. I'll, I'll pray for you. No, I'm just, but, but I mean, there's some people who just go, I can't wait to go exercise. And they've gotten to a place that I don't think I've ever been. They, they like it, but I like the results. And there's certain parts I like of it. I like feeling better, but I don't always like, I don't like to sweat a whole lot. You know, we just don't. Now, I used to actually exercise, believe it or not, but it's good for me and I do it. And I say, I'm doing it because there is something going to bring me joy, something good. So trials, life, we go through it going, okay, I'm going to stand, stay strong against this trial. I'm going to stay strong against this temptation that's coming. Even though this temptation is a lot more fun for me right now, it would feel fun to go and do this. I'm going to say no, because I know that it's going to produce something that's actually better in me tracking well we do this every day some some things you 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 do it you brush your teeth because it's producing something better in you than if you didn't but who really likes it who likes to go get their teeth cleaned at the dentist uh, you know some people go raise their hand and i say why he says oh i love the way it feels afterwards that's not what i asked <laughs> i didn't say do you like the feeling after you get your teeth cleaned i said do you like to get your teeth cleaned I don't think I've ever met somebody who says, oh, yeah, I like them digging it there and scraping and, <laughs> and drooling. And that's a lot of fun. No, but you like the way your mouth feels. Guys, we got to get a hold of some of the stuff in our life and say it's not all fun and games, but it produces good things in our life. The Bible is there to teach us. And so some of the things we have to we say no to, we're going to get to patience here. We say no to things. Of course, we say no to the, the sin, but we also sometimes say no to the good things because there's a better thing. We say no to something now because God says not yet, and we have patience to wait until God brings it to fruition. Think back when you were dating. Okay, nobody looking at their spouse, and I don't want any of this stuff going, yeah, I should have waited longer. <laughs> But you probably dated people that you had no right reason to date. If you were a Christian, especially, you struggled with this because you're like, yeah, but they're hot. <laughs> and I really like them a lot. And everything in you and your spirit and your, your youth pastors and everyone else around you was saying no. And maybe some of you did and some of you didn't. I didn't too many times. I didn't say no too many times. I spent so much time pursuing and dating people that I wasn't supposed to. Why? I didn't have patience to wait until God said it was time. Patience is good stuff. So when we go through those trials, those difficult moments, it produces patience. So what is patience? There's two main words in the Bible for patience, and they're very different, but together they make up what we 
think is patience. Okay, so there, there's two, two main words we're going to write. If you want to write them down, you can. In the Greek, it's hypomene, hupomene, if you will. Hypomene. And the other one is um, not, not, not to... Oh, man. I, I'll, I'll get it when I turn, to, turn the page. Let me do this one first. So this is the one found in James. It's, it's um, really more of an uh, endurance. In fact, this, this word can be translated endurance or patience, and sometimes it's one, sometimes it's the other. Every once in a while, they put both of them in there. They actually say patient endurance because they're trying to help you understand the, the meaning of this word. So it's, it's not um, you know, just this... Uh, um, when somebody's you know, yelling at you and you're patient with them, that's the other one. This is enduring for a long time, which is part of patience. The other one, and I'm, what happened, I, oh, there it is. I'm like, I, I thought I wrote it down. It's macro, because there's another epithumia, and I'm like, it's not epithumia, it's macrothumia. Okay, so thumia in the Greek means passion or rage. Often when it's just thumia, it's anger wrath but it can mean passion and and again you know in a language you, you, we have the same words similar words where it's like depending on your context you understand which side it's going on um thumia kind of means passion rage or wrath and then they put words in front of it to e express it so if if rage wrath passion is thumia macro you guys know what macro is micro and macro One's really close, and macro is far away or long. Macrothumia is long wrath, long passion. In other words, something's happening to you, and you're not quick to react. You're long to react. You're slow to react. It's, it's there still, but you're waiting on it. The word in the King James in... Um, uh, 1 Corinthians 13, it says love is long-suffering, doesn't it, in the King James? Long-suffering, which means you have to suffer for a long time. And it's actually pretty true, because if you think macrothumia, passion, rage, wrath, you have this on you, right? You've got it. You feel it. It doesn't necessarily go away but the macro says, I'm going to sit in this for a long time before I react. And by the time I react, it won't be a reaction. It will be a response. See, the difference between us and animals, one of the differences, is that animals, by nature, they, they have this... This thing that, that if you do something to them, they react. You know, they, 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 they kind of just do things. That's why little, little dogs will bite big people who can kick them really far. They just react. They do their thing. People, in between an action and the reaction, people have this thing that many of us don't exercise. And that's choice we actually get to choose our response but so often we don't somebody says something we say something back somebody slaps us we slap them back
Somebody cuts us down, we cut them out. Somebody cuts us off, we row rage. Whatever it is, and, and we just go with that. Well, that's, that's the opposite of macrothumia. It's the opposite. When something happens to us, what the Bible's telling us that we're supposed to do, and this is the other part of patience, is we're actually supposed to sit in that and think about it. Let it, let it be there so that we can respond and have a better response. So you tie both of these together, and it's really a great understanding of patience. We have to endure. Patience is endurance. Patience is also long-suffering. It's sitting in that wrath or the passion. Passion. It doesn't have to be negative. In, in fact, there's a word that we, we have. Um, it's called lust. And the word lust is epithumia. Epithumia is lust. And did you know that Jesus did it? And you're like, wait a second. Just look it up. Epithumia. And, it, and Jesus a number of times had such a strong desire for things to happen for us that they use the word epithumia. So it doesn't just mean a sexual lust. It's a strong desire. It can be positive. It can be negative. For us, lust is always sexual. The Greek word lust is just a strong desire. And they use it often for that sexuality or the lust for something we're not supposed to have. Jesus had a strong desire. But it's thumia still. There was that passion for something. Desire. So patience sometimes is not for something negative. It can be passion, desire. It can be good, but we still have to say macrothumia. I'm going to wait. I'm going to go long. I'm not going to just go, I'm getting a new car. Go buy a new car. We go, man, I really want that car. Well, we're going to think about it. Let's not just run into it. How many of you have made it one of those knee-jerk responses? Somebody calls you. The, the, the Kirby vacuum cleaner guy comes over and shows you this vacuum cleaner and says, listen, I'm telling you, if you not tomorrow. I, I, you can't get this tomorrow. It's today or it's no deal. And, and today it's only $1,300. <clears throat> I know people who paid 2000 for the Kirby. And why? Because they got swept up into thumia. Passion. Desire. This, this wonder. We get it all the time. It's not always bad. Ooh, I see. Yeah. Okay. And what, what we need to go is let's exercise some macro here. Okay, that looks really good, but, you know, when, you go, when you're looking for cars, don't bring your wallet, don't bring your credit card, don't bring anything with you. Go shop without anything. That way you go, I can't do anything today. Got, got nothing. Why? That's going to help you to get the macro part. Okay? But, but what, else, what other areas in your life do you need to macro and back up and go, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sit in this? Lots of them. Lots of them having a, a, a fight or a conflict with a, a family member, a friend, your spouse, man, let's, let's get that macro. That's, there's a lot of passion going on, right? Let's not react to that. Let's, let's, let's think about our words a little bit. Even if your spouse doesn't, sometimes, you might be, you know, sometimes it's you. You're the one who doesn't, and they do. Sometimes it's them, and you don't. But let's, one, if, one of you, if one of you is doing it, at least we might have some semblance of, Civility, but what if we both did? Thought about our words. Patience. 
long-suffering, endurance. Let's go to Matthew twenty-four thirteen. There's two scriptures here. They're tied together, but when I read it, you know, understanding the translation of the Bible, again, just to catch you up, in case you forgot, the Bible wasn't written in English originally. So translators have had to translate it. That's why we, when our belief statements, we say we believe that the Bible is infallible and it's completely accurate as far as it is translated correctly. There are some, you know, and more and more there's getting, I mean, tra there's translations coming out like all the time and some of them I'm getting a little scared of. Um, I don't know really if they're translated well. So um, there's going to be two verses and, and they, they're kind of saying the same thing, but they're using some different words and, and I think there's a different understanding in them. In 2413, Jesus is talking about the destruction of the temple and, and talking about the end times, which, boy, things are going crazy right now. Are, are we ready? And, and I'm just going to start maybe at um, 8. These are the beginning of sorrows. They will deliver you up to tribulation and kill you. You will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. Then many will be offended. Many will betray one another and will hate one another. They will call Mr. Potato just Potato Head. Then many false prophets will rise up and deceive many because lawlessness will abound. The love of many will grow cold. But he who endures to the end will be saved. He who endured, guess what that word is? That's the first one. Hupomene. Endurance. Those who are, are patient going through what they have to go through. It's, it's difficult. It's not easy. Enduring is, is you know, it's like, oh, I've got to endure this movie. You know, have you ever sat and watched a movie with someone? Like, oh, I've got to endure it. Some of you are like, yeah, I have to do that every Sunday. Every Sunday I come here, I just got to endure his talking. But it's, it's this thing, it's, it's tough. But he who endures to the end will be saved. Part of our understanding of patience is it's not always easy. If patience was easy, we'd all have it. Um, go with me also, though, to Luke uh, 21. Though some, some, some scholars believe it's the exact same thing, and I see that, it feels a little differently to me when um, Luke is, is saying things. And again, it's a similar passage, talking about signs of the times of the age. So it's, but in Luke 20, uh, 21, 19, in the New King James, and I'm going to read it in a couple other versions um, also. But it says, in the New King James, it says, By your patience, possess your souls. Um, it, anyone else have another version like a NIV or maybe NLT? What do you got? Stand firm and you will win life. Okay, stand firm and then you will win life. Anyone else? By your endurance, you will gain your life. That's, that's a common translation understanding, and they use the word life there. 
There's a reason that I don't like that, and you'll see why in a second, but it might be really what they're trying to say. Um, by your endurance, you will gain your life. Anyone else have something different that sounds like? Kind of, Jesse. By standing firm, you will win your souls. By standing firm, you will win your souls. Okay? So, so here we go. Let me give you the, the, the Greek in this. Um, it is the word hypomene again, but the word soul is suke, okay? which means your soulless side. It's not your spirit, and it's not your body. It's not your soma, um, and it's not just the flesh, which is sarks. It's your suke. Well, the word suke, we get the word psychology from it. And suke is an understanding of mind, will, emotions, your soul, who you are. Now, it's not zoe. The, the reason that I don't like the life translation is we under, it's not your physical life, which is zoe, is life. But it is your soul, and so they said it's kind of talking about your, your, your eternal soul, maybe, and that's why they use the word life. I think there's another part in here, understanding that by your patience, possess your suke, mind, will, and emotions. Um, and I was like, ooh, I feel like I'm out on a limb here because not everyone would agree to me. And then I said, oh, no. Then I started finding, you know, um, Oswald Chambers, actually, one of his d daily devotions was exactly the same thing. By your patience, possess this thing. Possess these things. Get a hold of them. In your patience, you will. And then sometimes it's you will. By your patience, you will. Get a hold of your mind, your will and emotions, your psyche. And it's true. As we endure and then also macrothumia, we get an opportunity to start getting a hold of this thing, our soul, our mind, our will, and our emotions. And I know that none of you have ever made an emotional decision in your life, so we shouldn't spend any time with that, right? I mean, I mean we are emotional beings. There's nothing wrong with being an emotional being. God created us as emotional beings. There are some churches, pastors that kind of like say, yeah, I can't be emotional. I am sorry. If God didn't want us to be emotional, he would have created us with no emotions. He created, he gave these things. God has them. God loves. God hates. God longs. Jesus desired greatly. He he epithumied, right? These are, these, are, these are things that are, you know, yes, we, we have these, but we're not supposed to be led by them. We're not supposed to be led by them. We're supposed to be led by the Spirit. We're, um, in, in Jude, it talks about, it talks about these, these people who are like clouds without water, waves frothing up to their shame. They are sensual people. Well, the sensual means sense-ruled. We're not ruled by our senses. As Christians, we're going to learn to back up. We're going to learn to macro up. Okay? We're going to, yes, this is true. Yes, this is, this is happening right now. But we're not going to make um, a bad decision in this, in this moment. Who wants to go to an emergency room where, where the person is just like emotional? Like the doctor. Oh my gosh, he's bleeding. Do something! <laughs> No, you don't want that. We, we want somebody who's like, oh, no, I know how to respond right now. We're not going to do the wrong thing. You know, I remember um, watching one of those uh, That's Incredible stories. I think it was a That's Incredible way back in the 70s. That's incredible. Remember that? And somebody was 
um, shot with an arrow, and it went into their chests. Anyways, it had pierced their heart, but it sealed up the hole perfectly, and they were barely bleeding. They had an arrow through them. It was incredible. They lived. What's a lot of people's first reaction when they get something into them? Pull that thing out! That can't be good! Had they done that, immediately they would have died. I don't know how that, I mean, it was, that was one of those, that's incredible thing. They would just bled out, it would have been over somehow. It did just, it was just perfect. And they were dying, but they didn't die. Why? Because somebody had enough, you know, forethought and didn't react. These are, these are big examples, but let's not be reactionary. Let's be responsive. Let's have patience in our life. Let's, let's say, hey, I'm going to have to endure some stuff here. I'm going to have to have and deal with my passion but I'm not going to respond. I'm going to think I'm going to possess my suke. So the memory verse this week is this. By your patience, possess your souls. And I told you it was obscure. Luke 21, 19. Because it's, it's really the whole message. By your patience, possess and remember your suke. Put it in there. Your suke, my soul. My everything, my mind, will, and emotions. And you go, yeah. I mean, we, we teach our kids that, that your feelings are justified and your feelings are correct, but your feelings are, they're valid, but your feelings are not necessarily true. I mean, we've got to deal with people all the time that way, going, when somebody's angry or something, you have, well, that's just, you know, that's just wrong. No, that's your feelings. So validate that. And then get to the point where you can say, but just because you feel that way doesn't make that thing true. That's our emotions. Well, our, our minds are not always true either. I saw, I, man, I, I, should, I should get it up there. You can, you'd probably Google it. Would you try to do that, Rick? Google three spinning ballerinas. Uh, yeah, and it's a picture of three spinning ballerinas. New King James. That was out of the New King James. If he finds that this, this will just blow your mind. Three spinning ballerinas. It's an optical illusion. I thought it was fake. If he gets it. So you get three spinning ballerinas. When you look at the one on one side, it's spinning this way. All of three are spinning the same way. When you look at the center one, it's spinning the direction of the one you looked at just before. So they're spinning this way. When you go to the right side, starts spinning this way and you go back to the middle one and now it's spinning this way and if you look to the left they immediately change and they spin this way it's weird you're looking at me like no way <laughs> I see that I see that and you go ah so, so what does this have to do with anything Pastor Rob you see something and you say it's true they're spinning clockwise uh, oh that's just the one okay so now Okay, check this out. Focus on the ballerina. You notice the way she turns to the right or left. If you concentrate enough, she can turn the other side, right or left. This is one. I've done this one, too. It's a little harder, but, but we'll do something fun. It's going to come. And if there's a three, okay. Now, i got to look at yours. Okay, so which of you say she's spinning this way? Raise your hand. Okay, which one's spinning the other way? 
Oh, did she just turn? Okay, you got it? She, she spun, didn't she? I hope you don't think that that's nudity. I, I didn't think about that. Anyway, she's, she's wearing a bodysuit, I promise. Okay? What's true? What's true? Oh, she has spun. She has changed for me. She has changed. And she didn't change. I, I, she didn't change. There's one with three. The one with three is weird because you're like going back and forth going, what? Okay. What, what is happening? Here's the point. Now, now you're all, we're going to let you just watch, watch for a second. Has she changed? Who has noticed that she changed? Anyone? She only changed once. Okay. Um, there might be one more. Maybe not. Uh, I don't think you had a three. Anyways, look up the three. The three is even weirder because you go back and forth through your eyes and she starts changing everything. Your mind can't even be trusted all the time. Okay? We have to... There's the three. Okay, look at one side. Look at the middle. Now look at the other side and she's going the opposite. Is that freaky? Is that freaky? Come on, Elise. Is he getting it? <laughs> okay. So, we don't even believe our minds all the time. We can't believe our emotions. That's why we always have to trust the Word of God. That's why we're in relationship and community with other people at times, because other people have to speak it. Go ahead and turn it down. Everyone's like freaking out on that. Turn that off. <laughs> we, we have to be in relationship with other people because sometimes we need somebody to come up to us and say, you're not seeing this correctly. I'm going to stop picking on you. Yeah, I love your smile. Well, you're not seeing this correctly. Your mind is fooling you. Okay? We can't always trust our emotions, least, but even sometimes our minds. Sometimes we need. Now, and we can't always trust everyone's mind. We always have to come to the Word of God to be our standard. And so, but by our patience, we're going to possess our suke. Okay, now remember, let's go back. Galatians 5, 1 Corinthians 13. 1 Corinthians 13, love is patient, kind. So we know that patience is part of love, but in, in Galatians chapter 5, it's the fruit of the Spirit. Patience really comes through being yielded to the Spirit, being filled with the Spirit. He's going to give you the ability over your flesh, your sarks. He's going to give you the ability even to slow down the train, back up a little bit and not react as we yield to Him through prayer, as we yield to Him through reading the Scriptures, as we yield to Him in helping make decisions, as, he, as we yield to Him and He lives through us, that patience is going to come and grow more and more. So, in the, these, these passages that we read, they're just they're kind, of, kind of saying these th same things. How are you going to let that patience come? Well, it's up to you. But here's, here's some things we need to do. We need to be people in the Word. We need people who read the Word and memorize the Word. Because the Word is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. It's going to help us to make decisions. It says that the Word of God is living. It's alive. It's not just these dead words. It's alive. It's active. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. It judges the thoughts and the attitudes of the heart. Isn't that good? You need your, you need your attitude judged. I need my attitude judged. We don't always have the right attitude. We need our thoughts judged by the Word. So the, the Word of God helps us do these things. So we spend time in the Word. 
We spend time in, in prayer. And not just the petition prayer, that's an important part of prayer, but sitting in conversation, in relationship prayer, where we talk to Him, and then we shut up and we let Him talk to us. And when we let Him talk to us, because we're fallible, and, you know, a lot of religions pray. And, you know, most people that are religious believe that God answers their prayer and talks to them. A lot of people do. But some of the people that are religious are religious in other ways. I don't think God's saying what they think he's saying. It's kind of like that line in The Princess Bride. I do not think you, you know, you mean what you think you mean. <laughs> Our mind might say something in prayer, and we go, oh, that was an answer from God. So we go, well, is it? And we look up and we go, well, no, God wouldn't contradict his word. You know, there's people who are convinced that, they, that, that God told them they should divorce their wife and marry somebody else. I've talked to people like that. And that might have been you. And I'm not saying that to disparage you. Why? Because you were deceived. Because you were listening to a different voice. So the, the, the voice of God never contradicts His Word. So we pray, we listen, we read the Word again to make sure that, yeah, He's speaking these things, these things are true. And, and we get filled with the Holy Spirit, and then we yield to Him more and more. And, and, and as we yield to Him, we get more and more full. It's this wonderful thing. We... We hear his voice, we respond, and then it's just like we get stronger and more full, and then pretty soon we're able to uh, have more patience. Have patience with your kids. Anyone need any patience with their kids? How about this? Let me ask the first question. Who has kids? Now just leave your hand up, because you need patience with your kids, right? <laughs> if you've got kids, you need patience with them. And so how do we, get, we, we can spend time in the Word, we can spend time in prayer, we can spend time in fellowship with other people. They'll also help doing that. God created us for community, and even living in community helps us, helps us to a spiritual, Christ-centered community. I probably need to start saying that when I say community. A Christ-centered community, those relationships are going to help us to develop the fruit of the Spirit as well. Who, who could use some some macrothumia, and some hupomene. All right? And say, one, if, if, it's, if it's macrothumia, raise one hand. Hupomene, raise the other. Now that we got both of our hands up, let's pray. God, <laughs> we come before you, surrendered to you with our hands lifted high, and ask, give us patience. Patient endurance to the end. Patience to possess our souls. Patient in affliction that we might have joy, that we might have uh, the fruit of the Spirit, that we might grow in these things. God, show us where and how to get this patience. Bless us today in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. 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 Hey, guys, stick around for lunch. The, the, the ladies, um, and maybe some guys too, don't want to be gendered there, but uh, um, they're getting the sandwich stuff ready. And so hang out. Um, in fact, let's do this real quick. Let's pray for lunch. That way, when it's ready, we'll just say, hey, make a sandwich. We're going to um, move some tables, put some tables in here, some chairs, so we can sit in here. So who is bold and wants to pray for lunch? I will. Okay, thank you. Lord Jesus, we come to you and thank you for the word today. We thank you that we are going to have a good feeding day, and we just pray that we uh, bless that and bless the food that we're going to have. Thank you, and you are the provider. Amen. Amen. Guys, let's get, um, let's get some chairs. And here's what we're going to do. We're going to put a, a, I mean, tables, a table between